Welcome to Let's Talk, a podcast series hosted by the Electrochemical Safety Research Institute at UL Research Institutes. My name is Migo. I'll be your host of this episode titled "The Next Generations of All Solid State Batteries." The technical area of solid state batteries has gained a lot of attention in recent years, and it seems to be a promising area that will provide reduced risk and increased energy density. In this episode, I'm excited to have the opportunity to speak with Dr. Kevin Wujic, who is the Chief Technology Officer of Blue Current in the Silicon Valley area of California. Kevin started research and developing solid-state batteries and battery materials early on through his academic training. Then continues in this multifaceted role in the industrial setting. He is the author of over twelve journal articles and ten patents. He and his team have recently been recognized by the California Energy Commission, California Public Utilities Commission, California State Senate, and the United States. Department of Defense for their solid-state battery technology, and earlier this year received thirty million dollars in funding from Cook Industries to scale their solid-state batteries technology. I'm so happy to have him join us. Let's talk. Hi, Kevin. Congratulations on the recognitions to you and your team. Thank you, Migo.、Uh, great to be chatting with you today. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, especially your interest in the area of batteries developed, and the motivation to continue the research on solid-state batteries through your career path? Sure. Yeah. So、uh, my name is Kevin Wujic. I'm the Chief Technology Officer at Blue Current, which is a solid-state battery company in Hayward, California. Um, I started off working in the battery space back in 2011 when I started grad school、um, at UC Berkeley.、Uh, before that, I was actually、um, I was an undergraduate student at Drexel University in Philadelphia studying chemical engineering, and I had the amazing opportunity、uh, to do some undergraduate research、uh, studying some fuel cell materials.、Um, And since then, I've just always been interested in the alternative energy space.、Um, it was pretty clear to me back then. This was back in you know 2007 or 2008、um, that material science, chemistry, and chemical engineering、uh, were going to play a really, really critical role、uh, in our economy's transition to sustainable energy.、Um, and I just became wildly interested in this area.、Um, I also had the opportunity to do.、Um, A six-month internship at a fuel cell startup company called Treadstone Technologies, and they were developing、um, corrosion-resistant bipolar plates. So it was really these two、uh, research opportunities as an undergraduate student、uh, that got me interested in、um, alternative energy and and its intersection with material science.、Um, and then in 2011, that was when I moved to the West Coast.、Um, And started doing some research in in、uh, the area of, of lithium sulfur batteries with Professor Natasha Balsara at UC Berkeley. Um, in you know, in terms of the motivation to continue research on solid batteries, um, you know, I would say that we are just in the midst of an amazing transformation, um, of how,、uh, you know, our economy is is using energy, um. It's been amazing to see just over the past ten years, 
the transition to uh, have more and more electric vehicles on the road. And I think, you know, we would all agree that we can always do better. Um, and I, I deeply believe that solid state batteries um, are you know, the best form of, of lithium ion battery. So I'm uh, just excited to continue research in that space. That's great. I'm certain that this valuable experiences and training has served as a strong foundation for the R&D of solid state batteries through your inventions and patents. Can you briefly describe the solid state batteries industry and the inventions that you're working on? Sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, the whole idea of a solid state battery is that you are replacing uh, the liquid electrolyte that is inside of a traditional state of the art lithium ion battery. Uh, with an electrolyte that is fully solid. Um, and the reason for this is there, there's kind of two main purposes. Um, one is that the liquid that's inside of a state-of-the-art cell, a uh, traditional lithium-ion cell, is pretty flammable. Um, you know, if anything happens to the cell, if there's some sort of safety event, uh, that liquid essentially acts like a fuel. Um, it, can, it can be really combustible. Um, so by switching to a material that's completely dry and inherently safe, uh, you can avoid this from happening. Uh, the second reason why we're interested in solid state is that there's a lot of next generation active materials, so things like silicon and lithium metal and, and sulfur um, that are you know, generally difficult to use uh, with a liquid electrolyte. So by replacing the liquid with a solid material, we can essentially enable these next generation active materials that are more energy dense. Um, at Blue Current, our focus within the solid state battery industry, uh, you know, I would say there are two things that differentiate us. Uh, the first is that um, instead of focusing on lithium metal as the anode, we're actually working with silicon active materials. Um, and second is that Within the solid state battery industry, there have traditionally been two material classes. The first is a polymer electrolyte. This is where you have a, a soft polymeric material that has lithium salt dissolved in it. Um, and these polymer electrolytes can conduct lithium ions and, and they're, they're you know, really mechanically robust and flexible. Uh, the second material space is the inorganic glass ceramic materials. And these are more like solid uh, powders, so they're not quite like polymers. And these materials can conduct lithium ions really, really well at room temperature. Historically, uh, polymer electrolytes have had the challenge of having fairly low ionic conductivity at room temperature. Uh, they're also challenging when it comes to cycling with high voltage cathode active materials. Whereas the glass ceramic materials, they have really great conductivities at room temperature and lower, uh, but the challenge with them is just integrating them and getting them to interface with various materials inside of the cell, whether it be the active materials in the end of the cathode or at the interface between the separator and the electrode, getting the glass ceramic materials to conduct across those interfaces is pretty challenging. So, the second thing that differentiates Blue Current is that historically we've been interested in composites where you're essentially combining the two technologies. When we started working in solid state batteries back in 2016, um, that is really what, what piqued our interest was this idea of combining polymer electrolytes with glass ceramic materials. Uh, by doing so, we can overcome the low conductivity of the polymer electrolytes by using the glass ceramic material, and we can overcome uh, the 
challenging interfacial resistance of the glass ceramic materials by utilizing a polymer. Um, and so that's sort of, you know, our invention and, and our overall approach to solid state batteries. Solid state batteries seems to be very promising and is a hot topic now this day, especially in the automotive segment. However, scaling at the production still involves some challenges. So what are the most common challenges to develop solid state battery? Yeah, so kind of like I mentioned, um, you know, every material within the solid state battery space has its own challenges. And, um, you know, it's really what kind of solid electrolyte you're using that dictates what those challenges are going to be. Um, as I mentioned, polymer electrolytes have fairly low ionic conductivity at room temperature. So one of the challenges that those materials have is that they typically re require high temperatures to operate. Um, this is just a challenge when you think about what commercial applications those materials could be fit into. Uh, something like an electric vehicle may be able to tolerate having some sort of heat exchanger on board, but when it comes to something like a cell phone, it may be a lot more difficult uh, to achieve a high temperature. Um, glass ceramic materials, as I mentioned before, they have this challenge of, of forming good interfaces with other solid materials, you know, whether it be the active material or at the electrode interfaces. Um, so typically what's done with these materials is that the cells are placed between uh, clamps that essentially apply really high pressures to the cell so that all of those particles are pressed together. Um, and these plates, these clamps essentially just add uh, a lot of mass and volume to the system, which effectively lowers the final energy density for the system. So one of the things that's happened in the industry over the past, uh, you know, I would say four or five years is that to circumvent these issues, uh, we see research groups and companies that are going back and, and adding uh, liquid electrolytes to their cells. And, you know, it, it may just be a small amount, but, um, you know, by going back and adding liquids, you're essentially compromising on the safety of the cell. You know, our belief at Blue Current is that the cell has to be fully dry. Um, the cells we make today are 100% are dry. We don't add any liquid electrolyte. Um, and that's because we don't want to compromise on the safety of the cell. So that's kind of the third challenge is just that, you know, in order to comp uh, in order to overcome the ionic connectivity and, and interfacial resistance challenges, uh, we see folks that are adding liquid electrolyte back to their cells. I would say lastly, um, scalability is a challenge for solid state batteries. Um, you know, lithium ion batteries with a liquid electrolyte We've been manufacturing them for a few decades now. Uh, the manufacturing equipment, the tools, the processes have really kind of been figured out. Solid state is just inherently different. Um, instead of stacking your cell or winding your cell and then adding a liquid electrolyte via a uh, fill step at the end of the manufacturing process, um, there is no fill step, right? Because the, the electrolyte's a solid and you essentially have to implement it into the electrodes and into the separator. Um, and then you essentially have to go and laminate or, um, you know, coat these materials together so that there's a really, really good, well-connected interface between your anode separator and your, and your cathode. So there's just some scalability challenges that come with that. Um, you know, we see around the industry just uh, getting to a multi-layer cell 
that is similar in capacity to state-of-the-art lithium-ion cells in the market today, um, that has been a challenge for solid-state battery companies. Um, and, and our belief is that it's one that is firstly solved by using the right materials. Um, you know, using flexible materials that can adhere well to each other, but provide really good ionic conductivity, we feel is really, really critical. Uh, so to summarize that, uh, we see challenges with pressure for inorganic glass ceramic materials. We see challenges with high temperature and, and uh, the requirement of heat for polymer electrolytes. We see folks compromising on safety by adding liquid electrolyte back to their cells. And then lastly, um, scalability is a challenge for solid-state batteries. Do you have any additional thoughts for our audience? Yes, yeah, so I would say in general, Migo, um, it's been an amazing past four or five years for solid-state batteries. Um, I think for a long time, there's been a question of whether or not solid-state batteries can really achieve similar performance as liquid electrolyte based lithium-ion cells. And even at Blue Current, we're finding that to be true. Uh, we have cells that can cycle for over a thousand cycles with greater than 80% capacity retentions um, at fairly high silicon contents. Uh, we have cells that can charge as fast as, as 2C at, at room temperature. Um, and you know, in, in, I think what's most exciting is, is the safety performance. Uh, we've done a lot of safety testing with external third parties to just, just to analyze the inherent safety of our cells. Um, and when we go and we do nail penetration, overcharge, and crush testing, uh, we don't see any thermal runaway on our multi-layer cells. So um, it's just really exciting to see that level of safety from these cells. We always talk about energy density at the cell level, but the truth is that if we can deliver inherent safety, um, there will also be significant gains at the pack level in energy density um, by excluding things like, uh, you know, really kind of oversized um, thermal management uh, mechanisms and, and by allowing cells to be placed closer and closer together within a pack um, just because of that inherent safety and because you don't have to worry about uh, you know, thermal propagation of, of, of cell failure. Um, it's just really exciting to see not just, you know, how inherently safe the cells are, but what this is going to mean at the pack level and for things like electric vehicles. So um, it's been amazing to watch the industry grow over the past several years. And I'm really excited about the next decade to come and, and really excited also just to scale our technology here at Blue Current. Your thoughts and inputs are so insightful to me, Kevin. I am certain our audiences will feel the same as well. We appreciate the sharing of your perspectives on the technical area of solid-state batteries. Thank you for having me on the podcast, Migo. It's a really exciting time to be part of the battery development ecosystem and, and you know, really appreciate the invite to join you today. I wish you and your team many great successes to come. Thank you very much, Kevin. This will conclude this episode on the next generations of solid state batteries.